I'm not speaking as a scientist, but as the man in the street. This so-called documentary footage is offensive, it is dishonest, and above all, it is inhuman. Yes, yes, of course. We all know what Alan was like. He overdid it as usual. But what you saw is a rough cut. Perhaps I haven't made myself clear. I've seen the rest of the material. You haven't. You haven't seen the stuff that even your editors didn't have the stomach to put together. And if you had, you wouldn't hesitate but to agree with me. Welcome back to Queer Horror Cult. Yeah, welcome back. You can continue by saying who you are and, you know. Oh, I feel like they know who I am. Okay, but, you okay, know, fine. In new case listeners. You, in case you don't know, I'm Arya. I'm Lori. And, yeah, we're here in my basement once more. Yeah, cats wandering about. Yeah, it feels very low rent when we, uh, <laughs> Actually, do our thing put like it into this. words. Yeah. Describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, before we get going, I guess there's some pretty exciting news. Yes. And um, we've mentioned before that we also make movies. Uh, we have our own, our, I don't know, it's kind of hard to say without putting air quotes around it, but we have our own production company. And we've made a couple shorts and we're still working on stuff as it goes. But anyway, one of our shorts is going to be screening at Final Girls Berlin Film Festival at the end of this month, begin- well, I guess beginning of next month. Yeah, right at the beginning of February. Yeah, we are yeah. going to be playing the set first Saturday in February. We are just about the midnight screening, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's that, that's pretty freaking exciting. Yeah, we made this short, uh, oh, geez, almost a year ago. Um, well, I guess we were... Well, we one made year- it a year ago. Yeah, it's we more were... like it came out almost yeah. a year ago. Okay, yeah, we made it a year ago, and it was for the Women in Horror Month annual blood drive PSA that the Saska sisters always do. Twisted twins. Yeah. So as we, they are better known as they're, <laughs> as they're known by some. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we made it for that. It went over pretty well, but we decided to start sending it off to film fests and mm-hmm. had a couple bites, but you know how it goes. Mostly rejections. Yes. <laughs> um, but Berlin wanted us final girls film festival. So and we wanted them. So like, yeah. that was, that was sort of, I think one of the first festivals we saw that, that we was the festival that kind of made me think like shit let's start submitting yeah this. yeah exactly we came across yeah. it and we're like we love everything that this is about <laughs> yeah a film festival about uh women in and doing horror movies like that's pretty cool mm-hmm. so of course and berlin is like the best place on I love earth berlin. that i've yeah. been <laughs> or at least in the top like three yeah so so that's yeah. pretty cool that's um, it's like everything i love <laughs> so if we have any listeners in berlin uh yeah, our movie donor will be screening on the Saturday night in the midnight movie block. So that's pretty cool. And it is, oh, I'm sorry. And it is the not just the European, but I guess the world premiere of our festival cut. Yeah, yeah, we uh, sort of did a bit of a recut for the festival because outside of the context of donating blood in the contemporary era in Canada and those regulations and rules, 
parts of it just kind of don't play anymore. Mostly mm-hmm. disclaimers and headers and bits of info. Um, yeah, I don't think they'd resonate with... Super important for the in the context audiences? of the PSA, which yes. if you do want to see the PSA as it is, you can view it at, on the Saska Sisters YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did a slimmer version for festivals. Uh, it's our super gruesome one-shot, one-take bit of madness that we <laughs> concocted. It's It was great fun. Yeah, it was, it was a whole team effort. We had so many, we were working on it from like, what, like six in the morning until like four the next morning or something? Yeah, yeah, I and then like, we did a second day for pickups. Was, yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it was just amazing to see everybody come together and be willing to stay yeah. here until four in the morning filming. Like, that's yeah. insane. It was, it was pretty cool, too, because... Um, this project came out of a panic over our previous project becoming too unwieldy. Mm-hmm. So and we were like, oh we, no, we're not going to have time for the deadline. What do we do? I think from when we came up with the idea to when we finished shooting, it had been a week. Mm-hmm. But then we spent about seven weeks on uh, post-production. <laughs> so <laughs> color... We, we shot it on a... Yeah, with the, between the color correction and the fact that we shot it on a GoPro. So in, completely new sound Yeah, design. with one take and yelling stage directions off camera and stuff. Everything, all the sound was designed. Oh God, yeah, because... Yeah. <laughs> You know, trying to mix everything and then also make sure the color correction works when the camera runs from one room lit with fluorescence into a dark hallway into another room with, with lamps the and then and st- yeah, all in one go. It's uh, it was something many else. hours went into this project. It was good practice, though. I feel like I learned a lot uh, for the stuff that I was doing, and mm-hmm. I, I know that you had a lot of ex- you gained a lot of experience <laughs> from what you were doing on the post production. Fully on the fly, yeah, and also a year in. I I still love it. Yeah, it's I great. I still think it's pretty it great. It still if plays I do say pretty so well, yeah. so that's cool. You know, just pat, give yourself a little pat on the back there. Yeah. So I guess that's our shameless plug for our filmmaking endeavors, but also for the uh, Final Girls Film Fest, uh, our plug that they didn't ask for, but we're giving them anyway. Hell yeah. Um, it's a cool-looking festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Wish I could be there one yeah. day. One day. But that's... Uh, so I guess that's that. That's our little bit of housekeeping. Uh, as far, <laughs> far as this podcast goes, we don't really have anything new other than... We seem to be getting some pretty good responses to our shit posts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it's funny. It started with, I guess, the second... Well, I technically, the th- I guess the third episode, but more... It was the second, if you don't count the bonus. Well, because we did two episodes episode. on yeah. the first one. And then for the second week, basically, we decided. Yeah, and I wanted to do a sort of, like... 2014 Tumblr era kind of like shit post thing. I like that you have like a weird nostalgia aesthetic for 2014. I'm <laughs> estimating there. I think it was about 2014. But I mean, before like, our world took such a dark plunge. Oh man, it was the brighter <laughs> times. Well, marginally, I guess, depending on where you look. Yeah, um, yeah I had a very particular aesthetic in mind and mm-hmm. went for it and just thought like, oh, shit, this is, this is fun, and it's great. Yeah, and it's... And that's just what we've stuck with since the next week with the Purge one, another shit post. We even got um, Blumhouse on Twitter. We we tagged them in it, and someone on their uh, Medium team replied and just said, wow. <laughs> that's about <laughs> what you could hope for, yeah. given the the quality of our yes. work. And yeah, since then, shitposting for promo images has just been our thing, and it's it's been fun. But yeah, the uh, 
It's Drowning kind of, in a sea of p- pussy. Has, yeah, it kind of blew the fuck up. Yeah, or at least in terms of, like, the most engagement for comments yeah, and from did, people, and which is cool. we didn't even tag it with, like, pussy-related stuff. We didn't. No, I was afraid that would get us, like, shadow banned or something. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. If, I, I didn't look it up, but there are some tags that, like, certain ones that promote, like, violence or self-harm and stuff that are... They're not, like, outright banned, but I think if you click on them, then they they won't show any images that people have tagged with it, like right. like eating disorder tags and stuff like right. that. And so I was afraid that it, since it's, a, it's supposed to be a squeaky clean, family-friendly platform, I was afraid if we did do any pussy tags or anything... But we're we just might... talking about kick it. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I was afraid we, that they would, we would be like, we'd not show up in some hashtags mm. or something. So I played it safe. Probably a smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we still got our, our platforms. We got Twitter, Insta, wherever. Um, Facebook. Yeah, if you ever want to get at us, good old fashioned email. Yeah, with movie recommendations, just you know, like maybe something we talked about spurred something on, or just whatever. Just want to say hey. Yeah, what's That's going cool. on? <laughs> exactly. We're there. <laughs> so much is going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's all the uh, preamble. I think so. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. So, should we dive right into our topic of the day? I suppose we should. Okay, so so as you've probably guessed out there, we're we're really getting pretty successful at this whole podcast thing. Like, oh yeah, we're sort of classing things up a bit. You know, we've got some extra cash to spend, and it's like, <laughs> yes. oh man, we should just hold some classy affairs. You know, like get some of the upper crust involved. And it's like, well, what do these people want? What what do they want? And Besides hors d'oeuvres and... Well, you know, yeah, hors d'oeuvres are good, you know. A little, little nib, uh, nibbling there, you know, past the Velveeta while we while we dive <laughs> into these. <laughs> um, no, we are talking the upper crust disgustingness that is the, well, the myth of the snuff film today. Yes, and the myth as it seems to be presented in movies about snuff films yeah uh oh boy this feels like we could do a whole history lesson here I'm no kidding and i don't maybe... even know that much i know in very sort of general terms yeah um i guess we could just sort of start with a primer on that yeah do you do a basic what is a snuff primer. film <laughs> yeah so snuff film this is um the most basic basic idea is it's like actual death on film but there's more to it than that mm-hmm. it's not just that but it's the idea of you know like with horror movies you get all this simulated gore and violence thrown your way snuff film something that's harder because it's real the person uh, on screen is actually dead yeah allegedly. so that <laughs> well right, no, in theory it would be absolutely that right there is enough to sort of uh make me want to rinse the palate with a bit of bleach but yeah a little it's um there's a bit more to it than that that just makes it even more abhorrent and disgusting because if you think about it, how many times has have you seen, like, stuff caught on live news or accidents uh, caught on tape, like at a car race where someone's crashed and died or... Right. Or that, I even remember... There was that um, air show disaster that was filmed. In the... What, what year was it? 2010? I, I was still in high school. It might have been when I graduated... Whenever the Winter Olympics were in Vancouver and that sort of the area. The bobsled. Yeah, the, yes. the, lu- lu- the luge. The luge. luge yeah. yeah, the luge. Yeah, they, there was a death during an Olympic event and it was, it was obviously filmed yeah. by probably a bajillion different cameras and I saw it aired on the news. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, their justification was that they're like, well, 
this video is going to make it out there regardless. Yeah. So here it is. Yeah. But that's not stuff. It's that's, not. Because that, that was... That was happenstance. It was. And it's tragic. Absolutely. It's, um... But it is real death recorded, but yes. it's not that that's what was set out for. So that's where you could say, okay, it's murder that was recorded. Is yeah, a, it's, a it's little premeditated, bit a, it's intentional. So that's where you start hearing about, like, um, there's been testimonies in uh, certain serial killer cases where... Uh, suspects and, and killers have taped their crimes yeah i was because i was thinking about that where you hear you know snuff films are an urban legend but it, then it's like well how many times do you hear hear about yeah serial killers either taking trophies or recording their crime be or whether it's a killer whether it's a, a rapist some kind yeah. of violent person recording their crime their actions so they can watch it again at a later date but that's not stuff, because that stuff is generally recorded secondary to the crime. Like, they were doing the murder, and then they decided to record it for their own edification. Ex yes, because I was thinking, um, snuff, as far as the myth goes, is not just the committing of murder to celluloid, yeah. but it's also this idea that this is then distributed. Copies as entertainment. Are exactly. It's it's put out for consumption, so if you can find it. There are examples of death and mayhem on tape for entertainment in very tasteless things, such as like faces of death or traces right. of death, stuff like that. But that's also not snuff, because those are compilation videos of... Like, it's a found compilation. Like, yeah. we're going to put a suicide tape on this video. We're going to show this auto accident. We're going to show this, this, this. War it's, footage. It's like, all, very, like, anything the, like that. Yeah, Mondo movies of mm -hmm. old, like Mondo Kane and stuff like that. Um, it's real. It's... Uh, yeah, real footage. They But if, found footage. Yeah, it exactly. So, snuff. As we're talking about it in terms of this, it has to be actual death on film. It has to murder be murder on film. Murder, yeah. Generally speaking, yeah, it has to be a murder, like a premeditated killing. Just, yeah. It has to be made for entertainment, with the murder being mm -hmm. the murder. It's a spectacle. They are filming the, the murder. It's not that they murdered someone and filmed it. It's that they want to film a murder. Mm -hmm. So they're murdering someone because they're filming, not the other way around. And then as these movies go, there's a distribution channel for it. Yes. So and there's some, yeah, some way to there's some seedy underbelly, some conspiracy, some network of really shady guys who, if, yeah. you, if you go around asking the right questions to the right people, you may get what you're looking for, but you'll likely also get in over your head very quickly. Yes, tangled in this web of mystery, absolutely and yeah. darkness. So would you say this is sort of the Hollywood version of snuff as we are approaching it today? Yeah, I think I think it's good that we're sort of defining how we are. Like very uh, precisely defining. Well, that's what how we're you get at. like. Um, there's the thing where like the FBI says there's never been a snuff film. Yes, and it's the kind of thing where like it's because of these definitions. It's exactly. Like, there are cases where murderers have videoed their murders, mm -hmm. and it's like that seems like it's cutting it close. I know if they somehow manage to get off to a distributor, it might be considered that in some regards, but because of it not being made. Like the movie, the murder wasn't committed because For there was a movie. For commercial purposes, <laughs> um, that's the distinction, and that's yeah. how they can skirt the issue of snuff not being real. Um, right. At a certain point, it becomes a semantic argument, and Absolutely. those are always fun. Oh yeah, the best. <laughs> um, Love to spend my time on semantic arguments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And one thing I will say, because one thing that was sort of um, introduced as an idea of snuff as sort of like intentional violence being filmed was um, with the advent of the Me Too movement and all these different industries and in various forms of entertainment and elsewhere talking about, you know, revealing abusers and abuse that happens and just stays under wraps as sort of an open secret. Um, There were some porn performers that... Uh, came out with testimony, public te- publicly saying, you know, I was assaulted on set. Yeah. And it, you know, it was recorded. And the way things work is at the end of the the session, the end of the filming, they do um, like an exit interview. Yeah. It's called where they all the performers are there and they say, hey, so you're, you're asking off camera, is it, was everything consensual? Everything was okay? You were comfortable? And you know, even if you weren't, if you say no, then they can't distribute it and nobody gets paid. Yeah. So there is that. So they're buying your silence. They are. And, and not, you know, obviously this doesn't happen in everything and there's no industry that is wholly good or wholly bad. It is all Mm -hmm. reflective of the larger societal norms. But that being said, that is a tool that can be used coercively because Mm -hmm. if you, you know, if you spent all day on set and especially if you have some, you know, the boss man on set saying, Hey, no, no, nobody gets between me and my money. Don't fuck with my money. Yeah. Are you, and you need to make rent. Are you going to say like, yes, I feel like I was violated. Or are you going to just smile, nod, say, yes, everything was okay. Take your paycheck and go. Yeah. So anyway, um, and the, the partner of one of these women who came forward, she was describing, she's like, you know, this isn't porn. This is snuff. Yeah. And using that word, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's in terms of like, you're filming someone else's assault it's like in the urban legend sense it is not a murder kind of thing yeah absolutely like that's again if you get people getting in the semantic uh purism of it the purity um you could make the argument that it's like no there hasn't been snuff but i mean Mm -hmm. at a certain point you're splitting hairs over these egregious crimes Mm -hmm. and like this is a real thing that has happened someone was victimized they just walked away from it Mm -hmm. kind of thing and it's still being and in that case it is it you know, unless something has happened where somebody up in the ch- in a higher channel goes like, "Yo, we can't put this out," mm-hmm. then it's presumably getting aired. And I mean, in this in, in this um, video that they released, sort of this testimonial, they name specific players in the industry, specific people, specific companies that this is this is like one hundred percent of what they do, and they put yeah, their work it's out their there. Yeah, it's how they. Yeah, and so that's scary because there is absolutely distribution channels there, mm-hmm. and it's. It's legal. You also have to wonder what kind of slippery slope is that mm-hmm. going down? Like how long can it be like, how far can it go? Like this would be a crime if it, if they hadn't consented and here's the interview of them consenting afterwards. Yes. So it's like, yeah. how far does that go? Right. So yeah, as much uh, as, but to go back to this, um, we are, you know, talking about a very specific uh, precise definition of snuff, but talking about snuff classic. Yes. Yeah. Classical snuff. But I just wanted to bring that up because that was uh Seeing that word used mm. in that context, I think it was absolutely appropriate. Yeah, because for sure. it, yeah, it takes away this idea that it's it's consensual, it's entertainment, it's performance, and it's like no, it's it's violence. Yeah, 100%. and that's the ways in the world that it's not horror movie, it's not folklore anymore. Yeah. This is just like actual grief and yes. and like um, and aggravation and stuff. Exactly. And, yeah. Yes. And another thing that I guess is sort of a bridge with that is that snuff film is at least for all intents and purposes 
we assume the reason it would be recorded is because somebody's getting off to it. There's a pornographic element. That, yes, like... which definitely becomes important in the films we're talking about today. Yes. Um, because, yeah, realistically, who would be seeking that out beyond morbid curiosity, but who would actually want to watch that unless that was the only way they could get their nut? Yeah, that's not my preferred nut. Yeah, so. yeah. Can't say uh... wouldn't be mine either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, don't knock it until you try it or whatever, but... I'll knock it. I'll knock I'm it, yeah. Knock yeah, it. let's be real. Um, before we get on to the movies, though, there are a couple cases out there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Where... Well, there is one that I brought up. Yeah, there's before. one that you brought up, and there's another one that I want to brought up. If you okay. want. Did you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Or... We'll, we'll start. We'll keep it local. Keep it close. So in, what was it, 20, 2011? That's I when, think? I believe, the conviction happened. Yeah. It, it might have been the same year. So we were in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and there was... A murder case here by a man... The... Let's not say his name because I don't want to give him any glory. Fair enough. Okay, well, you'll find it if you look, look Some it up. Some dude. Some guy. And it's it's fun. Well, it's not funny. It's creepy. One of those, like, creepy, you know, six degrees of separation or whatever. Um, having done a lot of photography and stuff and connected online... Oh, yeah, other self, uh, selfish, uh, shameless plug... Um, she's a photographer too. Oh, so yes, I am. yeah, we should plug your photography <laughs> business at some point. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> I'm kind of kind of dormant right now, school oh, okay. and stuff. But anyway, um, talking to a lot of you know local models and stuff. I remember when you know at some point it came up in one of the the local networking Facebook groups for photographers, models, makeup artists, etc. Because this um, murderer, he was an aspiring filmmaker. Mm. And I think the mythology of that got caught up in the trial because I remember hearing that he wanted to make a snuff film. Yes. And that he lured this guy to murder him and, and filmed it because he was inspired by Dexter Morgan. Yeah, lured him on plenty of fish. Yeah, posing as a, as a romantic, you know, woman, as a, he cat, he, I guess he catfished him. Yeah, he, well, he catfished two people. The first person got away. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, back to the few degrees of separation thing um it came up one time in a thread where people were like oh yeah you know he he messaged me to he wanted to work together but he seemed creepy so i didn't end up going through with it but and those are those vibes that it's yeah just like, yeah that's just like that is your listen to your gut instinct kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um but how this relates to snuff is like as you said um i was briefly looking back up on the details me too. uh before we came to record this and it mentioned it doesn't mention too much the uh murder in terms of his filmmaking yeah it it's, mentions it just in terms of like he lured him into his garage and he he was inspired by dexter yeah but because of him being an aspiring filmmaker and he was writing he was uh, right they found a document on his computer that was basically the big piece of evidence where it was just like it was like, like oj's if i did it kind yeah of it was this sort of like my descent into becoming a serial killer and then yeah. he, he you know backtracks after and goes oh it was and a he dramatization was also a script writer and all that i was so. just writing from the perspective of the narrator but anyway yeah it's, so it's, it's still one this of those like, things where it's like at a certain point would he have been like doing indie snuff like right? there wasn't yeah. a distributor set up for him but was but he, he was gonna try and make tapes. his own snuff film and then try and make a movie like mm-hmm. and that's just fucking chilling if yeah. you really yeah, think no about kidding. it but yeah that's the local flavor like yes there's a but yeah i think I, I think looking back because i you know i was just on the wikipedia page so i'd have to look into it but i remember hearing like oh yeah he was gonna make a movie so it, it's almost like that herb that urban myth of the snuff film it got wound up in the, act, in the real facts and details of yeah. the case, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, the one I was going to talk about, I can't remember the names of, like, the media name dubbed for them. I don't know their real names at all, and I don't really give a shit to. Mm-hmm. But there were those uh, 
guys that were in the Ukraine, I think it was, that were filming their murders, and there's a really infamous, like, viral video of them killing someone. Oh. It's one of those shock tapes that I haven't seen. I don't really... Obvious, I have no desire (laughs) to. not seeking it out, yeah. Um, But when they were arrested, part of the evidence was that they had, like, their cameras and their cell phone cameras Mm. full of video footage of them straight up murdering people. Um, at least this, uh, one that got leaked. And I believe part of their defense was that people were going to be paying for them to do these. Like they were doing, they, they claimed that they killed someone and filmed it because they were being paid to, or they were going to get money. Like they could sell it. Yeah. There's a market. And so that right there kind of, in my mind is an example. It's funny because so much of the media didn't really talk about it in these terms, but Mm. in my mind, that's an example of like, so if their claim is actually true or there's any veracity there, wouldn't that be snuff when you guys say like, like snuff doesn't exist. Um, I mean, they could be so full of shit or Uh, whoever spurred them on could have been full of shit. Even if they genuinely thought that they were making a bankable, whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. So there have been the odd case. Well, even as you were saying that there's one more that I thought of another Canadian, Oh, um, God. Oh, God. Okay. You know who no, I'm exactly talking about, right? You're fucking talking about. In a male, the Prime Minister disembodied pieces. Oh, God. I still fucking remember when they announced they found a torso in a dumpster. Yeah. And then they also announced that body parts were being mailed to the Prime Minister. Yeah. Uh, like, I was just I mean, like, I don't... I, didn't, I just I didn't... assumed it was connected. I thought I was reading two parts of the same news story, but apparently they started as two separate things before they realized it was the same fucking guy. Yeah, so this guy was like... I don't know, creepy fucking narcissist. Like, there's so much shit this dude allegedly did. Like, anyway, he supposedly, one of the things he would do was he may, would make a bunch of, like, fake social media accounts and to talk about himself and to, like, create this this sort of false hype. Like sock puppeting himself? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in addition to that, because I think... The murder that I I know for sure he committed, he supposedly videotaped it, but then it was revealed that he like fake he he almost like faked the videotape, released it to hype it up, and then committed the murder. No, he took promotional photos of what he was wearing in the video and stuff like that. Like he took a picture, yeah, to hype it before yeah, before he committing even committed the murder. The murder. And, and then that is the idea was like, yeah, premeditative, I, fucked up. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm gonna make the trailer first, and then yeah. I'm gonna actually commit this horrendous fucking crime. And, uh, of and course, more local could, flavor, maybe. it broke on one of the top gore websites that comes right out of our own hometown. Oh, what shit, I forgot about that. What the fuck? I forgot about, yeah. Yeah, I know that, yeah, that, yeah, um, that's right. the site that it got posted online on. Um, I forgot they're local. Yeah, it's Edmonton. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus, no wonder I find this city so mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a place. It's a place. Well, um, we were the murder capital in Canada for a couple of years. We were. Yeah. Called, called it Stabmonton. Yeah, that was, that was the nickname, Stabmonton. Well, except I still feel like Edmonton's relevant for when it's like the dead of winter and there's nothing the fuck happening. It's just bleak and empty. Yeah. This place can be all right when there's stuff going on, but so much of the year it just feels like... And so much of what goes on is just like, it's too far away. The city is so fucking sprawled. Yeah. Oh, it's, don't even get me transit, started on the so bad. And, yeah. Transit. Anyway, snuff films. Let's talk snuff about a films. way more ple- yeah. more pleasant <laughs> topic than Edmonton Transit <laughs> and urban sprawl. Snuff films. Yes, yeah, much more pleasant. Um, <sighs> Somehow less enraging. Uh, I don't know. At least because you know that stuff. It, there, there's a debate. Like, is it real? Whereas I've semantically maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're gonna be talking about fiction. 
because uh like movies about snuff films Mm -hmm. because you know we could dude who knows maybe there is interesting stuff to talk about further in like the mondo movies or and stuff like that at a later episode but for now i'm cool with just leaving in the realm of fiction because yeah, fictionalized I'm, stories involving snuff i'm not really i i'm like a total pacifist hippie <laughs> like well not a hippie but like a pacifist <laughs> I know, you're just like no violence man yeah man unless Jeez, it's like brother. total self-defense bro and even then please don't film it and show it to me <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> anyway whatever whatever so um As far as snuff in movie goes, I guess there's a great cool bit of history behind that in the movie Snuff. We didn't watch this. This isn't going to be. I don't think we watched that. No, no, no. It's just I think it's such a great little bit to lead into it. Yes, please share. Basically, what had happened is um, I believe it was Roberta Finley, um, one of the exploitation greats, had this movie called Slaughter, which was this low rent. Manson family knockoff film that just they could not sell it to save their lives like it was like this low rent whatever the fuck no one really gave much of a shit about it and it just kind of disappeared into obscurity until these producers out of I think New York bought the movie or got the rights to dis- to, to sell it and they changed the name of it from Slaughter to Snuff and then going off of because there was an urban legend that the Manson family had filmed murder of course so I, that's okay. where yeah. one of those early snuff legends comes from right um but so this movie that's sort of like a ripoff of the manson story um they filmed an ending to it where basically the movie comes to an end and it cuts to on set of the movie we're supposedly watching mm. and then the crew film and murder an actress in the movie <laughs> and they play it up like it's real like 100 percent real right and they tack that ending on call the movie snuff Stick a tagline on it that goes "Made in South America, where life is cheap." Of course, that, that exoticized, like, like yeah. So yeah. they're they're just further and further trying to push this like weird, genuine CD bent. And by CD with the South America thing, I mean like the gross, like you said, the uh, exoticized. Assume that you know south of the border. Yeah, that it's, you can get you know someone like will kill you for a hundred bucks. Where life or, is cheap, and it's like yeah. it's really fucking gross. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm yeah, not but saying it was playing on already available cultural tropes that tropes many and people fears subscribe and racism, to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but so they put this out claiming that it was a real murder. Is this one of the ones where they like paid the actress to disappear for a while? No, that's Cannibal Holocaust. But I, I just wasn't sure if there was more that. Had, um, more if it is, I hadn't heard about oh, okay. that. Um, Fair enough. But they did hire protesters to show up right. to protest their own movie at the start, and then real protesters ended up showing up just to do it because to it join. was it was basically marketed as "Come see someone get murdered." Yeah, come see a real. And it real sold stuff. like that was a genius marketing ploy on their part in that it sold. There were a ton of people that are like, "Yes, I will pay to go see that in theaters," mm-hmm. and that's troubling. But uh, <laughs> yeah, a little. It's one of those things where I've seen snuff because. Uh, one of the video nasties. So, of course, yep. I've seen snuff. Of course. And how anyone was fooled into thinking this is real <laughs> is, like, the effects aren't bad for how cheap it is. Sure. But it's like, oh, yeah, this is a real thing. So, we're going to have professional editing, and we're going to cut camera angles and all that kind of and stuff. And we're going to get legal permission to show it in theaters. I mean, like, even <laughs> ignoring, like, the legality of it yeah. kind of stuff, it's just like, this is clearly... I know 42nd Street was sort of its own... Uh, yeah. Whole... It, it was its own... Uh, yeah dimension but so that was snuff and that i think is credited with being one of the earlier sort of sticking that in the moviegoers consciousness mm-hmm. um 
But the movies that we're going to be talking about today, I guess, are a lot more recent than that. Yes. Uh, what order do you want to do these in? Do you want to do them as we watch them, or...? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. We usually seem to do that. So the movies we watched. First one we watched, uh, I've seen this a few times now, and it's one that got really shit on by the reviewers, I believe, when it first came out, and mm. I quite enjoyed it, always have, <laughs> but um, you hadn't seen this, had you? I had not. Okay, so we watched 8mm. Starring Nicolas Cage. Nick Cage. Some good old Cage rage, although he's pretty restrained in this He is, movie. yeah. Yeah. Th- no, it's definitely no Mandy. Yeah, <laughs> it's no Mandy. Um, he does a fine job in this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? What were your thoughts on this? I liked it a lot. It, um, I thought it had a really good level of like suspense and intrigue. I was mm-hmm. definitely invested in like, oh, what's like, who are these guys? What's yeah. going on? What's, is, who else is in on it? Yeah. And like, yeah, because there, there's a whole sort of, I guess, yeah, that the sort of conspiracy network of shady gentlemen. Yes, yeah. And it's uncovering who is it who really done it. Plays into the urban legend behind it does, surrounding yeah. the snuff. Yeah, that it's a mythos. whole. Yeah, exactly. It's not just some guy in his basement. It's it's a whole. It's an organization. It is. Yeah, it's this whole like like organized crime kind of thing. Yet it was a bit of both because it also was like the players were like That's that guy true. in the basement. So you kind of got both. You know. That's a good point. Um, but there were the well, I mean, how many of the the guys involved in like the distribution stuff were straight up like Italian American or at least made to see? I <laughs> like, mean, one of them was um, Tony Soprano. Yes, one of them was played by Tony Soprano. The porn director, his name is Dino. Yeah, so. the porn director was uh, Peter Stormare from like Fargo but, and Cult Dino movie Velvet thing. or some yeah, shit. Dino yeah. Velvet. So yeah, it it definitely played up in that sort of like. Mo- you know, mafia essentially. Yeah, it's like you got organized like organized crime. You got like characters, the, the Scandi, like the like almost Russian mobster, <laughs> and then you get the Italian mobster, and then you get the sleazy lawyer who's like grosser than both West, of them combined. Like... You want to go over the basic plot setup? Sure. Yes. Um. So, so with this one, I think um one of the tropes I've seen is that you know there's this this unsuspecting person that kind of gets pulled into things when right. they either just inexplicably discover what they think is a snuff tape or they maybe come across someone who they who seems shady and they're wondering like are you involved in that kind of stuff but yeah going along with that first sort of um storyline we have this super rich widow yep and she hi she and her lawyer her husband is recently deceased um she and her her lawyer hire nick cage the private investigator because in her husband's sealed up safe vault thing that she never went into while he was alive and had to, you know, he's the only one who ever went in allegedly. And they said they had to get like safe crackers to, yeah, to get open. in. There was a tape in there. And when they played it, it seemed as though there was a young woman being brutally murdered. And by tape, you mean there's like actually like an eight millimeter yes, roll of film. Right, hence yeah. the title. But yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. That, uh, like a film, yeah. film reel. And, um, so they seeing, seeing this, the woman is shocked and she's like, you know, I'll, I will pay, however much money it takes for you to find out is this, you know, is this legitimate snuff? And if it isn't, is the girl alive? I want to make sure she's safe. Yeah. What happened? To what her? happened to her? Who is she? Is she okay? If not, like what's going on? I need to know if my husband was involved in this yep. because clearly it was in his possession. It's like, she still can't bear to know it. Like She can't. Like, yeah. She's like, he needs to be like, it was almost like he needs to be exonerated because they, this must, mm-hmm. there must be, there must be more to the story yeah. than my husband was a creepy sex pervert. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take, you know, I'll take the case. Sure. 
they'll just treat it like a missing persons mm-hmm. report or yeah, missing persons case. Um, and since he is such a, a sly detective, it takes him, he gets way further than anyone would have anticipated. So these people that he's meeting, um, they're not as, uh, I remember you've put it like, they don't seem like your typical murder, like murderer kind of things necessarily. They pro- yeah. they're scuzzy for sure, but they're more from like the fetish porn world. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's he, yeah, you know, his first sort of point of contact is a guy who works in a porn store, mm-hmm. and because he he's approaching this like I, you know, this in this search for a snuff film, he's he's searching for a porn tape. Yes, and it it makes that connection very explicit that. It, rather than snuff as sort of like a just a shock video. Yeah, he's not in like news archives. No, he he's looking. He's searching for snuff in the context of the hardest graphic porn you can get. Yes. Yeah, and so I thought that was interesting because a lot of the times, you know, snuff is like, oh, it's it's a it's a shock video. It's 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 about the shock appeal and the fact that someone is dead, but it kind of cuts out that like, well, you know, somebody's getting off on this right element to it that psychosexual sadistic psychopathic pathological whatever you want to call it aspect of it whereas this kind of zeroes in on that it does almost the entirety of it because Mm -hmm. a large amount of the movie takes place in this like underground porn world yeah and looking at yeah going to these under these markets that you have to know where they are and and exactly where they are because they could get busted at any moment because they offer shit you know child porn they well offer. yeah there's that like, one where bestiality. it's just like stacks of photos and it's just labeled like, like children it just says like scrawled on cardboard with a sharpie it just says kids above it and, and like various age groups and stuff yeah, and, and like, it's, it's, like it's, it's all like so fucked up yeah yeah so it's it's the stuff that is either very much on the cusp of being illegal or straight up illegal. straight up like well into illegal and because like 100 percent like exploitative these people you know these minors cannot consent to this and just as as much as it shifts from like the gray area of like okay it's technically legal to like this is illegal Mm -hmm. it also does the uh the morality shift too because Mm -hmm. like it's pretty hard pressed to defend child porn i'm not not gonna fucking try and it's a shift to almost it seems literally Um, underground because you go from this very much above ground just sex shop which is still you know seems off limits it's still seedy by association but these markets like it literally looks like they go downstairs underground yeah into darker and with the morality thing it's like you know, at one point, it's just, like, bondage, then extreme bondage, and then, like, you know, that whole idea of, like, consensual whatever just slowly consensual starts... Consensual non-consent, the site, yeah, like, great films... like, and, yeah. breaking out of it, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where, like, the morality shifts into the gray area, because towards the end, you see, like, when he's talking to the vendor with the table that says, like, kids and all that stuff, that's where he walks up to the guy who's got the one that just has, like, ten X's, mm-hmm. and he says, like, this is the hardest shit, like, rape films and all yeah, that kind like, of stuff. Yeah, he's like, the hardest shit you will find yeah, out and there. It's, it's just kind of like uh, that line between like porn as like mainstream porn because it starts in the porno mm-hmm. shop where he's selling the battery operated vagina and has the spank boots. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, to straight up like child porn and rape. Yeah. You know, like that's and and like, like non consensual violence and exploitation. But snuff is seen as the harder step beyond. It is, yeah, and, and, and if anything, it's the forbidden step because he goes, yeah. you, got any, you know, you got anything harder than this, you have actual snuff, and they're like, fuck you, like... Yeah, the first people pull a gun on him and rob him. Yeah, and they're them. like, this, this shit does not exist. And then, like, like the, yeah, the guy told him, how dare you, you ask me, There's are no you a fucking thing. cop? Like, 
Yeah, like, it, it, it's outrageous that he's asking for this. But yeah. then it's like, well, I'm sorry, you're selling, like, child porn and rape films. Like, is it really that outrageous to ask? Like, hey, do you go that one step further? Which makes me think of uh, the stuff they keep re- repeating. Like, is there no honor among perverts? Kind of <laughs> right. Or yeah. it's like they have their, their line. And it's like that line is so beyond acceptable in so many ways in certain regards. But then that's where the moral relative comes comes mm-hmm. in. relativism comes into it right. too because I'm sure there's someone that would look at a spanking video and be like, "This is abhorrent. You can't film this." Oh, there are like and, I'm straight. Up. Yeah, and so it's one of those things <laughs> yeah. where it's like, and I'm not trying. This is not me trying to make a defense yeah. for like rape films in child oh, God, porn. No. Like, no, I no. I definitely have my line, and those are way. Fucking beyond, beyond it. yeah. That's like, like. I realize that as oof. I'm talking about slippery slopeism, it's pretty easy to to walk down that line, and I'm yeah. not. No, no, that line is that so clear. far beyond what we. That that's not what we're defending Want to even for. deal with. But as he goes further and further, you see where that line moves mm-hmm. because uh, the people selling them they are the respective lines. Yeah. And uh, oh god, like the guy who claims to actually have snuff. The first guy who sells him the tapes, in uh, shot in the Philippines or whatever. Yeah, he's wearing like the like the leather banana hammock and a corset, and that's about it. And he's like gangly, seven feet tall, and and speaks with this sort of exotic accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's one of those things where it's like clearly trying to play up um, the other. Yes, in like this foreign again that exotic. Like in yeah. this case, it would be more of like I guess like a German kind of thing. But I mean, yeah, yeah oh those Germans, they 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 don't give a shit. Like they have sex clubs and stuff. Of course, they have. We love snuff. you, Germany. Please still show our movie. Yeah, well, oh yeah, I, I fucking love Germany. But no, yeah, I mean, you hear some of the you hear some stories about some of the you know sex clubs and stuff, and it's like, whoa, okay, that's well, lads, woo, lads, yeah, that's um, that is beyond my purview of uh, my life. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. You know, do what you do what you want. Be safe. Yeah. be consensual and have fun <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah it's so it, it yeah but the consensual part that's yes. the thing that's kind of yes. getting like circumvented with all of the yeah. really nasty stuff going on yeah um so he's going through this uh on the one hand doing this underground like trying to find tapes of it but then on the other hand he's trying to find the girl mm-hmm. and he goes to Fuck, what's his name? The the CD porn producer you know, guy or... in LA. No, the other guy. Oh, the guy. one in LA. Um, the Tony Soprano Tony guy. Tony Soprano. <laughs> um, and he starts spying on this dude because he seems seedy. What did you make of this character? Like with the, like his porn empire in that crumbling office uh, yeah, block he's, and stuff. Yeah, he's like so many stereotypes in one. This idea that it's this, this sort of like mob backed like... And not to say that there has never been organized crime behind like porn and stuff as far as like money laundering and everything like absolutely but to the point that it's become like a stereotype (laughs) i guess Mm -hmm. and um yeah there's that there's the fact that he has this sort of like that there's that casting coach element where you see that he's interviewing a girl and it's like okay give me a blowjob yeah this is your 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 test yeah it's like this is your audition i'm gonna make you a star but yeah like it's that it is that scuzzy side yeah, of porn. Yeah, yeah, um, all those all those sort of stereotypes that make it out to be like dangerous and almost like you know, look what you're getting yourself into. No mm-hmm. wonder if something bad happens to you. Not to say that the film was yeah. saying that, but a lot of those kind of associations. That's the sort of angle that always gets slapped on. Yeah, like yeah, when when yeah. something bad happens, it's like, well, look who this girl got mixed up with. Of yeah. course, like so she should have known. It's very fitting bad. that as far as the snuff film goes and all that stuff, this guy's a talent scout so to speak. 
and right. we see him as the like like you said the gross casting couch porn talent scout and it's like he seems sleazy and slimy like what is it the guy he shows up with the photo of the woman from the snuff tape and he and Nick Cage is just like oh it's my daughter like that's his lie and the dude just immediately is just like you think I remember every piece of pussy that comes through here? Yeah, and like, it's like, lit, like yeah. you presume you're saying that to the woman's daughter. And to, the, to the father. Uh, yeah, father, yeah, yes, thank who's you. who's probably ready um, to kick your ass if and we're going like, off this macho. Like, that's kind of where he, his his barometer of starting out is. When yeah, he yeah, his baseline is like, every girl that comes in here is not only objectified, but dehumanized to the point of like, I am literally looking her as like a walking orifice. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a piece of pussy, she's a piece of meat, she's... Just there to be fucked, and it's gross. Yeah, it's yeah, gross. I don't it's like him. Yeah. yeah, we're on the the other side of the coin. We have the dude who's making the movie. We got this. Dino oh yeah, so this is artsy like bondage. Dino, Dino Velvet. Yes, he he and his uh, he makes extreme films, but they have a following because yeah. they're, they're very. They he's have, an auteur. This, he, yeah, he's an auteur. He's a porn auteur, and he has this this cult appeal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just this, uh... Well, it's played brilliantly by Peter Stormare. Yeah. He's just like... <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Lordy, we are talking at length. So, yeah. um, I guess getting to the meat and potatoes of this, mm. the... So do you spoil it? Because that's part of our... Well, yeah, we'll definitely yeah. put a spoiler okay. warning in there. But believing, realizing that this is the guy who presumably made the snuff film mm-hmm. and there's the person who commits the murder is yeah, his gimp mask wearing talent. name machine who has an identifiable tattoo nick cage is just like let's get this guy in he's basically paying dino velvet for a custom job that's yeah, his he's, he's, he's like i want you to make a custom movie and you've got to use that guy machine and you have to let me let me watch, watch yes. while you make it but he shows up to the set and holy fuck i felt like this was probably one of the best uh blurring of lines between the extreme porn and the snuff thing because it's a seedy factory in the middle of fucking nowhere oh, it's abandoned it's There's fucking degraded a it's nasty like metal frame bed with just a mattress on yeah. it and with handcuffs and it's chained to a table of knives there's a crucifix like an ad hoc crucifix to tie someone to and it's very like bare bones utilitarian yeah, i guess it's set up yeah. and like the one set furnishing he has beyond that is there it looks like there's a statue of someone wrapped in duct tape or plastic bags like Ugh. in a crucifix on the wall um i think it's just a dummy or statue it's never referred to as being an actual body or right. anything like that um and it's like that is the extent of the porny set dressing and it's just like it looks like where someone would go to be murdered yeah kind of thing and it's this, oh, it looks like 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 a snuff film like yeah, a red room yeah. like a stereotypically like, yeah when, it's like, uh, of course this is what this would be nick cage rolls up to it uh they still try to do the ruse ever so slightly of like oh yeah it's a porno set the oh, women yeah. are always late the, yeah, bitches always be late and he's like, like dicking around with the crossbow shooting bolts into this target thing mm-hmm. um well, yeah it's you, very menacing yeah like yeah you got vibes, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it reminds it reminds me again of that that line from the girl with the dragon tattoo about that sort of like mm. e- that this idea of politeness and how it can override you know the, the, this being compelled to be polite to someone and not be rude can override even when your your spidey senses are tingling and saying get the fuck out of here this yeah. person is going to kill you mm-hmm. there is something wrong 
that fear of being impolite will can keep you there. Yeah. And it, I got kind of got that vibe too, where he's just, it's like, okay, something is clearly wrong here, but he's just like, yeah, I got to play along. And yep. yeah. So that, that's always like, Oh my God. Cause yeah, yeah. that, that is a situation not to the exact, you know, I wouldn't show up at a snuff. I'd like to think I wouldn't show up at a snuff uh, set, but yeah, <laughs> but just that, that idea of like, Oh shit, I'm trapped. And I know I'm trapped. And uh-huh. even though I'm not physically bound yet, it's still like, Oh fuck. Like that, that, that dread of like, I, I can't get out of here, yes, but absolutely. I know that I should. And yeah. So that, that shit's effective. Yeah. And, uh, this is where the re- revelation of the film happens. That sort of a plot twist of the scuzzy lawyer from the beginning shows up mm-hmm. and he was going to, we find out that he is the go between, between the millionaire and these snuff people where the dead millionaire, the guy. dead millionaire paid him to get us. What do they say? He's like, uh, paid you to get a snuff film for him, and when you can like, find one, you decided to have one made. Yeah, to commission one. Yeah. And uh, that's just, I think, the centerpiece of this fucking movie. Uh, like, the whole ethos behind it is when he has Nicolas Cage at gunpoint, and he's trying to... Oh, by the way, this lawyer is played by Dr. Chilton from Sons of the Lambs. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. It is. <laughs> um, but he's got Nicolas Cage at a uh, gunpoint. Handcuffed to the bed. Not quite at that point, oh, but he's got okay. him in the trunk. Right, And he's getting yeah. the film out. Nicolas Cage is just freaking out. He's just like, why? Like, I'm trying like, to understand why. fucking why would why. you do this? Yeah. And, like, did he jerk off to it? Like, what's going on? I want to know why he did this. And the only thing he says is because he could. And he's like, what else? I'm sorry, what else were you yeah. expecting? Like... Because he could. I'm sorry, did you want a better answer than that? And it's yeah. like, well, yes, I wanted a better answer yeah. than that. But of course that's the answer. When you're a fucking rich, completely well-off, bored fucking piece of shit, then, yeah, yeah what are you going to do for your shits and giggles? Mm-hmm. Whatever you can, because you can. But that really kind of cuts to the ethos behind the idea of the snuff myth, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, these murders are happening because there's someone that will pay good money for these films. Mm-hmm. And that's what this millionaire embodies that, uh, like, it's not like right from the beginning, he has this film reel and it's like, is it genuine? Is, uh, is she okay? Is she alive? But there's always the option right from the start of the movie that this millionaire had this made. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like, like he commissioned this, this is the only copy of it. And and so it's not a stretch when that's the reveal and it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, he's a loved industrialist. Like his wife speaks highly of we him. Wanted to all, think better of him. All of this kind of stuff, and it's like still he did this because he could, because that's how much his money meant to him, and how little human life meant mm-hmm. to him. In and not even just money, but power. Power, yes. Yeah, power, resources, money is and power. Just, yeah, yeah, yes. Money, well, resources, just in general, whether yeah. it be money, gold, something of value to other people yeah. that are hoarded by a handful of people. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, while we don't really get that this is like an active distribution network kind of thing, like the urban legend will often go to that extreme of like, there's a network of people that distribute this and all that stuff. And you can, and if, if, if you go and find an unlabeled videotape, be careful because it yeah. might've been one that, you know, fell through the cracks or someone yeah. lost it. Whereas or... this is a one of a kind commission. It's yeah. the original film is the eight millimeter yeah, film. It's the master. Um, so there is the sense that it is this oddity, but at the same time, it wasn't impossible for this guy to make this happen. He yeah. wanted it badly enough. He was willing to pay the million dollars for it. Boom. 
you had yeah. a snuff film. Yeah, so it's not so much that there was, yeah, it was already being made and distributed so much as it was, it was, it was able to be commissioned, though. Yes. That people were willing to do this. Exactly. Yeah, sure, I'll do, it. like, totally. So, so it, still that market. It is a play on some of the market stuff to do mm-hmm. with the snuff film. And, yeah, um, it, it's a demand side as opposed to a supply side. Yeah, ab- yeah absolutely. There you go. Because <laughs> whereas with uh, our next movie, there is this hinting at this larger network at Absolutely. play. Um, what do we watch? Tesis? Yeah. Or the, in, in, in English, for us gringos, I know it's not in South America, for, in English, thesis, but in yeah. Spain, it's in Madrid. In yeah, 95. this is from 96. I know it's from 96, but I think they make reference to 95. Oh, in the movie in the with, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, Tesis? Thesis? I don't know. This is a fucking great movie. Um, oh, it, it's amazing. I love it. It's a, a very, like, late 90s thriller kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, it definitely has a bit of that sort of dating to it. But sure. it's... Uh, but it's still effective. Oh, it's effective. It's it's great. Um, I mean, I kind of like that dating to it because then it means, as I was saying in the movie, yes, that's why she's wearing flannel the entire film. <laughs> I mean, it's also a bit disappointing because it's like, wait... She's not a gay icon? What? Yeah. That Canadian tuxedo? Are you sure? Yeah, but I'll take what I can get. So we had both seen this one before. Mm-hmm. Um, In a few years. Yeah, rewatch. What did you think? Loved it. I um, I think I remembered more than I thought I did. Oh, yeah. And so far, at least particular scenes, like, or Im- images from scenes, I remembered it was like, oh, yeah, there's there's a part where they're in this location or this happens. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I remembered more than I thought I did other than the general premise, okay. which... Which is? Oh, which is, um, yeah, there's a... A film student, film and communication student mm-hmm. in Spain, and she she's doing her thesis on mm-hmm. violence in audiovisual communications. Yep. And yeah, once again, we have this happens upon a snuff tape. Is it real? Is it not? Yeah, because she Who's asked her it? professor to find some stuff from the archives, mm-hmm. and uh, he stumbles across this tape. <laughs> yeah, and then myster- dies mysteriously while watching it. Yeah, they say asthma attack kind yeah. of thing. Um, and then so she finds his body and stumbles upon the tape herself. Yeah, and takes it and and then, yeah, showing it to her her gorehound buddy. Yeah, she she finds this gorehound dude who's just like... Because she was asking him initially, like, hey, you like violent shit. Like, what can you show me that I can use in my thesis? And, and they have, you know, sort of unlikely friendship. What's the fucking movie that he shows her? Like, Blood Flesh? Like, what was it Yeah, something called? like that. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I got all this porn. What was it? He's like, I got, yeah, all this pornography. I have soft, hard, oriental. And it's like, ah, oh, yes, the three genders. <laughs> <laughs> but that being oh, said, yeah, he has a, an extensive uh, porn... And, like, violent porn But that's collection. funny, because when he... Sh- she says she wants to... He, she approaches him saying, like, I want to see violent material. I know you're obsessed with violent movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she goes to his place, the first thing he tries to show her is just porn instead. Yeah. And it's just like, no, I want... And, like, it's almost like porn is the entry into this harder yeah. violence. So right. even though he doesn't have snuff tapes, per se, but he does have those sort of faces of death, accident reels, executions Yeah, where he's like, stuff. well, this is people dying on film. Yeah. so this dead is, on film. This is, like, the extension of, like, oh, porn's not enough for you. Let's go the next step. Mm-hmm. And so that, that link is still yeah. there. Yeah, so like, the next step is violence, but specifically sexualized violence. Because it's usually mm-hmm. in this, like, bondage or Whereas in this one, the next and, like, step is just straight up, like, autopsies. And, yeah, and, like, war and, footage yeah. and people being executed and... And so, like, like that. it's, like, almost, like, just the next step of extreme, regardless of content, where it's mm-hmm. just, like, oh, bondage porn, 
that's this level of extreme. But have you seen someone get shot in the face? That's this level of extreme. Bag on their head? Yeah. And, and yeah, uh, it's seen as more of an... Ex- even though it is, like, still connected to that por- porn thing, it's not necessarily... It's sexualized. It's more, like you said, the levels of extremity yep. that just so happen to have sexuality involved in some of them. Yeah. And it's interesting because he doesn't appear to be watching... Squeaker. Come here. Um, it's interesting because he doesn't appear to be watching these gore movies for sexual gratification. Yeah, he's not jerking or, off while he watches Or he definitely them. seems to hide it well if he is. Yes. So it makes you wonder how is he watching these porn? Because he's got the bag of chips, he's got his like theater seat set up in front of his TV and his video collection. So it's like maybe this guy watches porn like he watches gore movies where he's like, ah, yes, let's get the chips oh, out. Let's pour mm, ourselves some fresco. Yeah, so I like the way they filmed this. Hmm. Ah, yes, this Dutch Cause, angle cause he, right up He's a film student, so yeah. it's it's not unreasonable to believe that he might take that approach to it, I guess. <laughs> okay, so we have to make a student porn film called Dutch Oven, Dutch Angle. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I apologize. <laughs> Um, but yeah, part of the mystery when watching with this guy is he, he, they watch this video and she's, oh, I can't look. And he goes, hold on. Like this, this is a student from our school who went missing two years ago. Yeah. Like, holy shit. And she, there's some, like, she, nobody knows what happened to her. She supposedly ran off with her lover or something, but it looks like she got killed. And, mm-hmm. and again, back to this, 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 this bigger conspiracy, who is this yeah. network of shady men. Cause she doesn't want to look and he's immediately like, it's real. It's like, he's like of, of course like, it's real. And he's finding all these clues like, oh, they cut and here. And he's the gore nut. Like he's yeah. wearing a cannibal Holocaust shirt right yeah. at the movie. So <laughs> he knows. <laughs> yeah. But he, he's able to look at it. You know, she can, she can barely watch it. Whereas he's able to look at it in this very like detached way. Oh, well, yeah. There's that point where he's showing her like, check out this edit. Yeah, check out this cut here. And then like, as she's pleading for help, he's just sort of going like, oh, yeah like he's making light of it but he's also able because he's able to look at it so detached he's able to find all these clues like they cut here presumably because she was addressing the perpetrator by name and so they had to cut that out because he's like you know in snuff they want to show as much as possible because yeah it's all about what you can see it's all about the spectacle right she she dropped an info that they don't want us to see or hear so by that they can make the connection that oh okay so she must have known the assailant so it's somebody in her friend presumably someone from the school yeah exactly so it's interesting that yeah, he, he's able to just take that, like, d- deductive lens yeah. to it, detach and go, okay, what can I learn from this yeah. and to it, further the the case? It's funny, both of these movies almost have a Jalo-esque setup mm-hmm. in that it is the outsider investigating. Now, yes. with Nick's Kitch, he is a private investigator hired to investigate it, so it's not quite the same. But it goes, like, way deeper than yeah. you would ever imagine. But this is, like, a grad student and a film fan. Mm-hmm solving the mystery so it is kind of like those sort of like getting like the uh amateur detective getting wrapped up and yeah, so getting, it really by chance me. brought into this huge yeah. mystery conspiracy and finding themselves at the center of it and yeah. having to try and solve it and off you know save their own lives yeah because now unfortunately i don't have great titles like jala like no Nick i mean Kate thesis should have it's been nice like, and like minimalist and... but eight millimeter could have been just called like eight red frames in a dark room or some oh, shit. shit yeah and, you know it's just like maybe oh, it was called that let me at that <laughs> <laughs> but so the network that's kind of what sets this up as mm-hmm. uh, sort of different from the last movie we watched yeah. is um when we first see the guy go the first professor who passes away after watching the tape um when he goes to find it he goes in this room and there's just shelves of tapes and he just pulls one like they're all numbered and he pulls one and like pulls like the first like number one i, I don't i, don't I think remember. the shot they show it shows like something in the 70s at one point oh, okay. like that might not be the well tape and even involved. later on when they the, the one guy is like oh there must have been 200 tapes in yeah there. so presumably unique 
It's like Capes. hidden in the wall. There's like this, these ductworks in the wall of the film archives that go to like unused pipe like rooms heat, and stuff. Yeah, vents and shit. And there's the storage room. But then they also, when they get trapped down there, eventually find the editing suite. Yeah, they find the cameras like, and the master there's tapes. There's computer stuff. There's cameras. Yeah. Like, it's like it's, it's a whole like conspiracy. Yeah, operating in the university. And when it's said later, I believe way later in the news report, they mentioned that six students went missing like the idea that there are mm. six people killed by this one perpetrator right that's just the tip of the iceberg oh yeah like he's not the only one doing this because God, as you no. said 200 tapes um so it really is like a distribution center oh, a yeah, production company network. for these yeah. films and what's interesting is um one of the guys you find out is behind it who he he's oh he's like i don't make these i didn't kill anyone i'm just i'm just the editor yeah. is he keeps making all these references throughout the film of, well, that's just show business. All we do is provide what the audience wants, right. what there's demand for. And that's really, like, shirking a lot of the the responsibility and mm. pretending that it's this this linear relationship that it's, like, demand, and then the demand is fulfilled with the product, mm. when really it's, it's, it's an interactive back-and-forth process. Like, especially now, you see it, I think, in great, it's in greater relief these days with the algorithms that we see that are mm-hmm. putting out putting you know content in front of us that it's like do we desire this fully or are we being told we should desire it because this is what's being here and then it's a speed that we're we're it's this constant communication where it's right. shaping what we want to see what we think we should see what we think we yeah it's like well, this is what at. the people want it's like it's also what is given to the people yeah by so, the algorithm that is assuming a particular kind of consumer like you gotta wonder if snuff films never existed do you think people would be like you know what would be great tonight this yeah. sunday night yeah because i, I admit you know in, in and we'll talk about this in a, in a later episode but this myth of the the dark web the red room which is pretty mm-hmm. much you know the the live streamed snuff film or the snuff live stream i guess um, I admit when I heard about that, I did research and I was like, what? Like, this can't be, what? But yeah, someone like me, you know, I, I would have, I don't think it would have ever occurred to me, like, I wonder if this kind of stuff is out there. It was the suggestion that it is out there that and you're like, brought oh, my realization. Shit, I need to learn about this. Yeah, I need to learn about this. I need to look into it. I'm so curious now. Whereas, yeah, I don't think I would have just come to that conclusion on my yeah. own. And most people probably wouldn't. Yeah. Because most, you know, normal, well-adjusted people don't really want to see murders. And then that's one thing, because it's making the supposition that not only is it someone's, like, it suggests to them and then they're curious about it, like, not only is it saying the suggestion's not necessary for the curiosity, but mm-hmm. the suggestion's not necessary for the demand and desire. Like, yeah. someone's sitting at home and they're like, why can't I watch someone get their dick shot off? Yeah, and, and yeah, and it's almost like this, he's, he's absolving himself because he's like, yeah. well, it's just what the market demands. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I it's... A guy's got to make a living, you know, like mm-hmm. this, the, yeah, this, this uh, absolution of uh, absolving of responsibility or taking right. any sort of onus for it. Because it's like, well, you know, it's just the laws of supply and demand, baby. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting because it's like, no, the, the it is a mutually influential relationship between consumer and market. Absolutely. Like constant feedback loop of exchanging information and shaping one another so but yeah don't pull that bullshit mister but very much a two-way street in yes. that um you know if he was just making these videos in a void and then like the first person like he there was no one to buy it mm-hmm. they would either sit in a box forever doing nothing or he would show it to someone and get thrown in jail exactly so like yeah. you said two-way street for mm-hmm. sure yeah and even if there is demand doesn't mean it's gonna be inherently fulfilled yeah. <laughs> you know like I'm, I'm sure there's lots of shit out there that 
there technically would be demand for, but no one's going to fucking do it. Yeah. So, yeah. It, but I thought I thought that was interesting because it's, it's just that even though he didn't explicitly say it as like, therefore, I'm not guilty of anything necessarily. It's it's like, that's what you're going for. You're trying to assuage your own kind of like It's It's more just like, I'm guilty, but it's not my fault yeah, I'm guilty. Yeah, this, this, this is like morally like neutral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, ethics they they don't matter here what are ethics what are ethics it's just it's just business babe yeah jesus <laughs> then uh, our uh, last flick last flick okay so this third one is buck wild yes I, sort of mockumentary style a lot of people probably haven't even heard of this and we're not i'm not saying that to be like the cool hipster like, like oh you've probably never heard of it before but like this is an out there movie. Yes. Um, and it's is... very similar to one that is very well known and very yes. notorious, but came before it. I believe so, yes. This is from 2009, and it is a movie that looks at the making of snuff film from the other side of the camera, from the people making tasked it. with making it. Uh, this is Life and Death of a Porno Gang from and, Serbia. Yeah, I was saying, where does it take place? Serbia. Serbia. Much like another Serbian film that... I wonder what other Serbian film would be similar to this. Making about snuff people porn? people making snuff porn in Serbia. Pornographers making snuff in of Serbia? another Serbian film that is similar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's, there's one that's very notorious, and then there's this one. And, yeah. um, this is like the dark comedy version of it. Like, it is, like, yeah. This is sort of funny in the same way that something like Man Bites Dog is funny in that. It's disturbing as fuck and all that, but there are moments that you just have to laugh at. Yeah. Because it's absurd. Yeah, and and there are genuine like, hum- humorous moments, like this goofy performance, these performances they put on. Yeah. Like, like, they're funny. The, the uh, oh, I won't say it, I won't yeah. spoil it. Um, but yeah, so this is a movie where it's set up partially like you said like a mockumentary but at the same time it definitely breaks that fourth wall it does a lot where the whole thing shot in that handy cam like we're filming this almost like the office kind of thing mm-hmm. but, but low, like low rent but like at times it's like okay am i watching the film that he's making about filmmaking or is this just the movie or am i like the voice yeah yeah, yeah exactly like, am I, or, yeah am i watching his stuff or am i is this meant to be real life it's yeah just or am i the, the voyeur same. looking in on the whole thing yeah yeah um, so yeah, that's a, that in and of itself is kind of unsettling. Yeah, so it starts out with this dude who's talking about how he wants to be a filmmaker his whole life in Serbia, and apparently horror and exploitation are too expensive and risky there, which blows my mind, because horror movies do so well here, because they are the lowest risk, they're so cheap to make, mm-hmm. and they will always turn a profit pretty much all the time. Yeah. At least the low-rent ones will. Totally. Um, sell it to, to Netflix, you yeah. know? <laughs> oh, God, um, yeah, you can do that all right. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at their um, selection. Yeah, um, interestingly, this one is set in, like, the early 90s. No, it's late 90s, early 2000s. That's right. Um, sorry, yeah. No, sorry, I was getting mixed up with thesis, I think. Yeah. So this one is specifically set in the past during a lot of the civil unrest. Yeah, it's set during like, Slobodan Milosevic's rule. Um, I had to look up the date exactly to know what I was referring to, but they make explicit reference to October 5th, 2000, mm-hmm. which was, I believe, the unseating of Milosevic from power. Right. Um, so yeah, a lot of political instability, to say the least, yeah. and violence, and just, yeah, it's a very, poli- a lot of political turmoil in yeah. the context. So you see that in the architecture and the atmosphere of the movie where they're going through the Balkan like countryside and you see bombed out buildings and like 
just and people just things. armed to the teeth with guns because who knows yeah. what the fuck's going to happen next. All the farmers or students, they have an arsenal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they probably need it because holy shit. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just in... It's very chaotic, and it's it adds again to that idea that sort of like this. I mean, it is being made. It's a Serbian film made in Serbia by Serbs. But that being said, it almost adds to that idea of you know the it's a foreign land where life is cheap. Yeah. And this idea that like, yeah, we can make snuff here because everything is in such chaos anyway that almost like ethics and the law is suspended. Well, I absolutely love the way that plays in this mm-hmm. movie. Because, oh, I think it's brilliant. Um, yeah. The basic premise is that these this guy decides to start the first live porno theater in the Balkans, and he mm-hmm. assembles a like his his theater troupe, and they after getting their one show in Belgrade, Belgrade, getting Belgrade like, like shut down by the cops, they decide to take they paint up a bus with a bunch of like naked people all on the outside, <laughs> and they drive around the countryside performing for farmers. Yeah, as the porno troupe, um, just all the throughout these, little, these tiny little farming villages in yeah, Serbia. Yeah, like, what is it? It just says porno band. That's yeah, what it says which is like, yeah, the, the porno troupe. gang um, in English, I guess, is that's what yeah. it goes by with the movie title and stuff. Um, but they're driving around doing their porno thing for farmers, making some money by, like, just they like, go to a town, put up an ad, and then people come and watch their act uh, out in the middle in of a field the in the middle of right? Yeah. Uh, but this German expat shows up named Franz and he is there because he can exploit the suburban con- suburban Serbian countryside um to make snuff films. Yeah, and he can do it in in secret and no so one's going to fuck with him. So he's there because he looks at Serbia as a place where life is cheap and these people look at him as this ghastly outsider who's exploiting them. Yeah, but thing. he wants to hire them because he's like you guys are artists, you guys are you know, you want to make films, so why don't you make these films and make a lot of money making them? Because mm-hmm. I already, I will already have the money lined up. I will have the victims lined up. I will send them to you. All you have to do is kill them on camera and give me the, the footage. Yeah, that's the other thing. Their procurement of victims for it is they have money to pay the impoverished families of the people who are going to be killed. So people volunteer knowing it's, that their it, family will be taken care of. Yeah, it, it's like The Purge, where yeah. you have these... the, the um, in the second movie, the, the grandpa, he, yeah. yeah, he, he disappears and it turns out that he has, you know, become a, a martyr or a self-sacrifice for some, some rich fucks in the suburbs to kill. Yeah. And f- for, in exchange for this, you know, a hundred grand or something is going to be wired to his daughter and granddaughter Yeah, and they're going to be taken care of. And yeah, this, this purchasing of life yeah. and the right to kill. So it remind, reminded me of that, but yeah, you have these, these people that are vulnerable and in desperation and just, yeah, they're ripe for the picking to exploit and, and snuff out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's a very, it's very like desperate time. And so it's like, yeah, of course this would be ripe for exploitation Absolutely. of this degree. But one thing that w- was really interesting is, or I thought it was really interesting was all of the victims or would be victims in this movie of the snuff films that we see, they're all men. I think that's a lot of it is by the circumstance, too. Yeah, because, right, because um, it's, it's this idea, the fa- like, a lot of times the father, he, you know, I can't take care of my family anymore, this is the last yeah. good thing I can do for them and provide for them this one last time. Yeah. Whereas in, you know, 8mm, it's women. Well, that's In just, thesis, I think it's women. It is. Yeah, for, or at least from what we see, it's With women. 8mm in thesis, there is a huge blur, and they constantly keep this blur up between porn and mm-hmm. uh, snuff. Like, it's seen as the obvious extension of how much harder it is. It's the hardest porn. Whereas this is an explicit, like, it's a porno gang. 
yeah. making snuff movies, and the two never quite gel. Like they try. Like at one point, one of the the right. snuff films, it's like they want her in the bondage gear and, and they, acting like a lady. They of the play night it like a porno where it's just yeah. like, oh, you're just the lonely soldier, and I'm here to see. But it your is needs. so incongruent. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it just and you can see it within them. They they get furthered. Like they, I mean, they all start taking drugs. Like you can tell it, it creates this gaping void in them that they're trying yeah. desperately to fill yeah and, and it, yeah so, it, just, it fractures this like cohesive sense of not only self but like their craft mm. their work their their identities they're just it's like it's, on the surface yeah. this is the most blatant example of porn meets snuff but by virtue of how they clash it's like you see that they're not the same thing mm-hmm. no matter how much they try <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i think because the people that are charged with making it, they don't get off on it. Nope. And they aren't, you know, ethically, you know, we're going to suspend any sense of ethics or integrity or morality here. Well, they're, they're doing like this drawing straws, draw the short match. Yeah. Like the like magic have, to see to who keep, has to do the kill. Yeah, like none of them, they're very reluctant. It's very much of the like, you know, I think when they finally agree, they had all just been like robbed and gang raped in the woods yep. so it they're at a point of absolute desperation like they're going to starve some of the, a couple of the the members of the porno gang have aids yeah and they and haven't been dying. able to get their medication yeah so like these people are it's only when they're at their most desperate and vulnerable that they're finally like okay we'll do it mm-hmm. and even then the whole time they're like this is horrible whereas in the other movies you get a sense that if they're not actively enjoying it they're at least very a- a- easy it's very easy for them to go you know, I, I can detach from this. It's just business. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I can live my life and sleep at night just fine. Mm-hmm. Whereas these guys, it 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 crumbles the, their senses of self. And, well, you know, the life and death of a porno gang. Yep. It's right in the title. It, it kind of kills them yep. in various ways. And uh, one particular aspect I found really interesting is... Uh, the way queerness plays. Yeah, this yeah. Like, this is an incredibly queer movie in a it lot is. of ways. And it's set in this very seemingly homophobic backdrop. Like, right. I mean, they're in a rural area with people that constantly call them, like, slurs and all yeah. that. And it's played up that they are outsiders even before they get started in this. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's uh, two of the main performers are ostensibly a gay couple. Yeah. I think um, they're even retired porn performers. Yep. And they, yeah, they have, they have AIDS and they're like, well, you know, you guys can just fuck each other, but this will be your last hurrah. What do you say? And they're like, yeah. sure. What the hell? You know, we're not doing anything here other than just sitting around waiting to die. So yeah. fuck yeah, let's do it. But yeah, it's like, it turns into like a Bacchanalian free for all, yeah. uh, like fuck fest. And, and there's, perform. there's a lot of cross-dressing even with like the yeah. cis gender heterosexual guys there's yeah, even the most uh heterosexual character dir- director like main dude his his part his... in the role is he's totally done up in drag yeah, yeah. And in the very first show in belgrade yeah. yeah and then there's also this character that um you know this from one of the farm towns oh that, cc see yeah that comes out at, at night dressed as a woman and said he says like oh you guys did great this is amazing and when they ask her you know they use the t-slur but ask ask her if she's trans she's like you know i don't like to be called that they never call her that again they just yeah they're she's, like okay she's like i don't like to tell that call me cc and it's like yeah, okay and she joins up yeah um, because yeah it is you know by the she says you know by the day i i live as as a man yeah and then that, at night yeah. and then at night becomes cc yeah and yeah it's this sense of this sort of like closeted 
trans woman who yeah. can't be herself because of the risk of violence. And even then, the next day when they go to see her before leaving, she has a black eye because her father beat her. Yeah. And, you know, I can't do this anymore, so... I feel like I would find the portrayal of her character more offensive if it wasn't for the fact that everyone has a sense of degeneracy to them. Totally. Like, it is a (laughs) band of degenerates, and they wear that proudly. But, like, her character is problematic in most basic terms in that it's like it's a cis man playing a presumably oh i i was i was gonna say because you know like her whole shtick is being super into bestiality Mm. um of course how could i forget yeah and so (laughs) yeah yeah, of course it's it's the trans it's the the freakiest gender person that does the freakiest shit yeah and there's a part where she's uh fighting with she she falls in love with one of the men who has aids one of the gay men yeah and um she gets in a fight with uh, his lover, and it just turns into like everyone's laughing as like, "Oh, look at the look at these two fairies yeah. having a brawl but in the middle of the woods." At the same time, everyone is just so fucked up all the time, like mm-hmm. both on drugs and in the way they go about life. They just do fucked up things, and they're all laughing at each other the whole time. That it it feels like less of a shot against it's, her. Yeah, I think because yeah, you know, there's that there's that self recognition there of just like. I'm I'm no more fucked up than them. It's just yeah. given society's like gendered standards and stuff, they're the most I guess visibly yeah. kind of like fucked up. But fuck, so am I. Yeah, and so was everyone else here. And you know, at the end of the day, these are our pals. We're all the porno gang, mm-hmm. and they still belong with us. <laughs> yeah. So if you couldn't tell, this movie is out there. It's very very explicit. Uh, yes. I will throw that warning at you. Um, Synapse Films put it out, I believe. That's the copy I have, and it's great fun if you've got the stomach for it. If you, yeah, if you have the stomach for it, because there, there's, there's a lot of puke. Oh, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of nudity. Puke. There's a lot of simulated fucking. There's some, some I hope, dick. simulated bestiality. Well, given that the camera cuts away, I assume, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, it is a very explicit film. There is sexual violence. There is... Although Regular that part with the fucking violence. horse is hilarious, too, because they're just, like, laughing at her. And then she's like, all right, I'm going to fuck this horse. And then, like, and it just, just cuts the audience silence. and the look on their faces where they're just exchanging glances like, where it's like... Is this, oh, my God, she called us and yeah. on it. And, and like, yet none of them leave. <laughs> they yeah. all watch with Not, huge None of them grins. can't look away. That's right. Yeah, that was a yeah. pretty funny moment, even if it was, like... <laughs> In the trashiest, like, yeah. Problematic. Yeah, it's a... Yeah. Uh, it is something else. It is. That's all I can really yeah. say about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely shocking, like, in a lot of ways, in the same way that you could call something like a Serbian film shocking, but where that is, like, I feel very, like, mean-spirited and edgy in the way that it's, like, yeah, you Lord, will, like, are you offended yet? Are you, you offended will despise yet? life watching this. This one, it has a sense of fun to it. Yeah, but it's also bleak as fuck. And oh, it's so bleak. Yeah. Like, it is a depressing movie. And I think the, the setting of it explicitly, at like, adds to that mm-hmm. and just it, yeah it's, it's a whole time of yeah desperation where serbian film is more contemporary and sort of the aftermath of i kind of loved that everything. there's almost this anti-war sort of streak yeah. going in the background like it's yeah. not even it's like not even like a blatant message in your face but at the same time they're just like this is our situation yeah we've, we've got it you know but it is life the goes war on that brought the, the snuff film producer there like he's like yeah i was doing a four-time photographer and i came here and i saw how war-torn this place was and i was able to exploit it yeah yeah i was and, a journalist and and then they they asked me to start filming on the front lines yeah and, and he I've turns been, it into a career like yeah. making snuff films yeah, he's like you know when there's when uh, later on in the war he's like you know it's not as easy to come by 
opportunities yep. to film Rosie this Blitzen. kind of footage, but still we find them and mm-hmm. exploit them. Yeah. And offer them the highest bidder. And at one point even try to do like a live snuff show. Yep. Kind of going off of the, you know, you have the touring porno shoot in their live porn show. It's like, well, let's, let's have a private snuff wine and cheese yeah. night <laughs> yeah. for some classy, classy, rich gentlemen. Yeah. And that's where the upper crust comes back into yes. this one. We, where you actually see the faces of the people who are, and they're all old, rich men, yep. white men <laughs> who are um, like, yeah. I have nothing better to spend my money on than yeah, watching someone be murdered. Can. Because we can, yeah. Um, my my hoarded wealth. Yeah. yeah, this is what I'm going to spend it on. One thing I really liked too was how sympathetic they make the porno gang. Mm-hmm. Like, even though they are doing some pretty awful things, and they are sort of like outsiders in a very an underdog way, but also not like what the fuck, dude, kind of <laughs> way. Um, they're very sympathetic characters they in this are. movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're complex. At the, yeah, they, they are definitely all have their sort of, like, good and bad mm-hmm. aspects to them. But, yeah, there, there's definitely... It creates empathy for them. Yeah. For sure. Or it enables empathy for them. I mean, I'm for not sure. to say everyone will feel it, but it allows it. It doesn't yeah. circumvent it. It's one of those movies where you're you're on their side and the movie kind of presents it as that, but at the same time, you do... They do, at times, do things that you would probably have a problem with um you're not cheering for not just the snuff snuff but like in general like even as like the people leave their their kids at home to go on this tour to shoot up smack on the road and all that stuff Mm -hmm. you know it's like on paper it's like yeah that sounds pretty awful but at the same time they're they're sympathetic they're humanized yeah it's like it's it's not they're not junkies they're people yep yeah and i thought that was really cool about this movie yeah no i think that's probably why i liked it as much as i did yeah this band of outsiders that yeah 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 so it's a cool one if you can find it. Uh, I liked all three of the movies we mm-hmm. watched. Um, one thing I did notice is movies that deal with snuff in a way where it's not just like, we're going to make a fake snuff movie. Like, you've got the infamous like guinea pig movies from Japan, like Flowers of Flesh and Blood, but that's like trying to be like a fake snuff movie, right? Mm-hmm. But these movies about snuff, they're all really fucking long. <laughs> they are, yeah. They're whole, they're like sagas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess it's just a subject that you can't tackle too quickly if you want you it to, to be done well. need to cover everything, yeah. Yeah get the whole story in there yeah so the whole mythology this week we do have pretty across the board like yeah i'd recommend these movies yeah cool speaking of recommendations though mm. now that we are coming to that time we are Ooh, are we ever <laughs> uh do you want to go first sure um it's i'm gonna recommend a movie that we i think we watched together in the last like year we did i i know because i watched it twice this year yes because i watched it 2018 2018 2018, yes i watched it and then like within a month i was like okay you need to see this movie Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh the poughkeepsie tapes yeah poughkeepsie i think it's poughkeepsie Poughkeepsie, i don't yeah i'm not sure some some city in new york state uh what 2007 2007 yeah and um yeah it's sort of on the Snuff in terms of of that, like, semantic, like, well, it's a serial killer mm-hmm. tapes and yes. trying to figure out, you know, the, both the, the sort, of, sort of true crime, well, not, well, it's presented as a true crime, like, mockumentary, mockumentary sort of thing. setting yeah. thing where, like, who is this guy? We have to find him. And based off this evidence and based off these tapes and, like, this same sort of thing, what happened to... Where are these people? Who yes. are these people? Yeah, that, that, there's the mystery. There's the sort of like true crime. Yeah. Mock, well, mock true crime elements and snuff in terms of like personal. Yeah, it's that sort of like borderline thing. Like he's not necessarily yeah. doing this as like a business venture. But... but at the same time, he is, he does purposefully leave them so pe- the police specifically will find them. 
So, yeah, that's that's a good one. This sort of, like, extended snuff yeah. torture type stuff. And although this one came out in 2007, according to IMDb, um, it didn't actually hit video till 2017. This one was, like, mm. sort of one of those release development hells kind of thing where it just sat on the uh, shelf okay. forever and it just, like... It did, like, some festival stuff, then it just kind of disappeared. Yeah. And it, it, it's... I recommend it. It's it's pretty brutal. Yeah. There it's... was one clip before it came out, uh, like, right. on video. There's one clip that floated around, and people were claiming, it's like, oh, this is a real thing, and all that stuff. And it was like, no, that's just a clip from the Poughkeepsie tapes. <laughs> but, yeah, because it took, you know, ten years to come out, yeah. you know, you couldn't really verify that yeah, <laughs> until there was... The clip went viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So another one of those sort of, like, shock, is it real? Yeah. Is it... Is it... Could it qualify as snuff type or yeah. snuff adjacent? <laughs> yeah, it's that if you've seen material? it, it's that really creepy moment of this woman bound and gagged in the foreground as this dude wearing a plague doctor mask is crawling around in the background. It was this video clip that I just remember a few people posting around the web, like as people do, mm-hmm. being like, This is genuine murder that happened. Oh my god, it's snuff for real and all that stuff. It's like, nope, just a very disturbing movie. Yeah. <laughs> So see it if you can, it, if that's your thing, if, if you don't like a yep. lot of... Scream Factory put it out, yeah. so it's widely available, that's yes. for sure. Not some good shit. Yeah. On to your recommendation. My recommendation is a 1988 movie mm. that only tangentially deals with snuff, that's but it's okay. the starting point of the film. It is from Japan called Evil Dead Trap. It is a weird, weird fucking movie. <laughs> it starts with a newscaster... Uh, like this uh, anchor for a news station is sent a mysterious tape and it shows a snuff murder and it's mm-hmm. a very graphic footage in there, like one of those all time nastiest eye poke scenes seen kind of thing, <laughs> even though it's a quick flash. Right. Um, and she decides to go on the trail because the tape, I believe, opens showing like it's someone's driving and it shows where they're going to where this murder's taking place. Got so it. they follow the trail yeah. and then it just goes completely bonkers like this is you need to see this this is one of the most (laughs) bonkers like where it goes you're gonna be going what the fuck and scratching your head nice japan i would expect no less yeah um (laughs) i will give a warning that there is some i don't know if there's tons of sexual violence in there but it does follow the sort of like pinky movies of the day where there is supposedly consensual sex between the characters, but it's done in the way where, oh no, the woman can't enjoy it because she has to look like she's distressed, even oh, though she's like, okay, yeah. it's just... It's that, it's that sort of like gray area of like, Ugh. It's the way they do it in some of these movies, and it's just like, why are you doing that? That's not cool. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think it's set up as it's supposed to be sexual assault. It's just like, okay, let's But it's still uncomfortable. Wait, no, let's not. And it's like, okay, we're doing it anyway. It's like... Yeah, it's like, ugh. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, so, warning that there... It does have those um, tinges of, like, sexual cell vibes in it, but it's not... Like, it, it's no ice bit on your grave or anything like that. Sure. Yeah. So, I suppose that'll do it. Yeah. Did you uh, have fun at our first annual wine and cheese <laughs> Oh, yes. Real classy. <laughs> we ate all the hors d'oeuvres. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh might have to go get another plate of cheese. Yes, cheese. Some more Italian down, center. And some more some more champagne. <laughs> some more moliterno con tartufo. Mm. Mm. Bellissimo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well I guess uh, until next time. Take it easy, keep it sleazy, like we certainly did today. Oh, did we ever. If I am to toot my own horn. Ciao. Ciao.